Welcome to the Hot Ticket Podcast. This is episode 226. On this episode, we enter into round two of our boutique brand, big brand playoffs. It is the Sweet 16. Uh, This is an interesting, interesting line of matchups. Chris is back in the studio, which is great. He's back at the podcast. He's been out sick for a few weeks. Had a lot of fun going through uh, these brackets in this particular podcast uh, and certainly, let's waste no more time. Let's get into the episode. How's your nose? You okay? The tears out of your eyes? Yeah, I'm good. <clears throat> okay, so we're drinking... Fuel. Knob Creek. It's actually, so what's interesting about this bottle is it's contradicting because it's single barrel reserved age nine years. It's also considered a small batch. And I don't think there's any, I don't know that a small batch can also be a single barrel reserve. I don't know that those two things can exist together. Maybe I have an anomaly of a bottle. I hope I do. That'd be real cool. But it is 120 proof. And Chris took the first step and literally started crying. Yeah. It says age nine years for a reason, meaning... If you continually drink this, you're going to age nine years because you will immediately get liver disease. It, it was like drinking pure rocket fuel. Yeah, dude, it is. It's got, you know, what's interesting too is like, I love, God damn, it's got. I don't ship, know if I could drink another dude, sip. That shit burns. I'm, a, I'm afraid to drink another sip. It burns going all the way down. I like it though. So here's the thing. I like high proof stuff. Why like makers? Like most of the makers I drink are what? 100, 100, on average, 110 proof. 100, 100 110 is great. 110 but is. But why is it 120 is, seems so astronomically I know. What, well, what's weird is I have I have the uh, um, 1792 full proof. I should have got that one out because I haven't opened yeah. the bottle yet, but I've had full proof before. I think it's 127. No, fuck that. Or 124, 123. It's high, but this shit's 120. And this is it. You're right. It. This would start a NASCAR. Yes. It is. It's hot. Like if your car broke down on the side of the road or just say ran out of gas and you had a bottle of Knob Creek black label in your in your car or truck, you're getting home. Yeah. Just maybe even a few, a few drops too. too. Yeah. Like it's even a stroke. I heard, rumor has it, that in the first uh, Fast and Furious that when Paul Walker used his nitrous that it really wasn't nitrous it was knob creek black label knob creek knob creek contradicting a single barrel reserve small batch i only care about the proof i love one. the wax top though yeah but it's kind of a rip off of makers a little bit this one is actually pretty cool but it's weird it's like it looks like a twist off but it is a cork but yeah. it looks like a twist off yeah, it does. I can't remember when I got this. I've had this for a really long time. This is one of the first bottles I got when I started getting into bourbon. I'm afraid um, to sip another sip. Dude, it's... <laughs> I'm legitimately afraid. It is. Like, the last thing I want to do is be on a show where for the next 30 seconds or longer, I'm just coughing and hacking. <laughs> I'll do it. Fuck it. What did you... um? What did you call James Gandolfini again? Um... Uh, Before the start of the show, Chris said something about James Gandolfini. It looked like in the video, Andrew Gandolfini. 
It's an Andrew Gavelvini. <laughs> Sucking on my head. You know what's sad, though, is the fact that you don't know who that is. Like, you don't, you, you're not showing him enough respect. Um, any of the guy that plays in Roger Rabbit as the detective? Nah, Jesus Christ. Who is that guy, anyway? <laughs> oh, it's a. Uh... I don't know who the actual actor's name is. I can, I can see his face. If it's animated, I've seen it. And if he was in an animated movie, I've definitely seen it. And I'm pretty sure that's the guy that's in fucking Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's I don't the know. Detective. I don't know if it is, but that is a really good movie. <laughs> it's really good. That movie's awesome. Dude, that girl's got some boobies Dude, on her. Dude, it's, it's very racy when it comes to... It sure I don't mean is. racist. I mean racist like in terms of like the female mm-hmm. part of it. Dude, she is like... I mean, she's she's basically a whore, pretty much. But it's a cartoon. That's like you used to watch that shit as a kid. She's got that hourglass body. Is it um short red? Is skirt. it Chris? Is Christopher Lloyd the bad guy in that? He is. Yeah. Yes, he's the bad guy. Yeah, that, the, that's like, trying to kill, kill Toonville. Yeah, that's right. God, that's a great movie. Who, in fact, is a tune? Spoiler alert. Well, that's it. Yeah, he is a, <laughs> he is a dude. Yeah, you see it at the end because he has those big red eyes that like yeah. pop out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spoiler, he, spoiler. <laughs> Movie's only been out since the fucking eighties. Spoiler. Um, you haven't been here for a while. Nope. It's weird. You've been um, you've been <clears throat> sick. We never thought you'd recover. Uh, I had to put out the bat signal last week. Yes, it was a smart move. Um, which uh, an episode ended up turning out really great. So thanks for Alex. We did our top picks uh, in a very informal manner. 2021. It was a lot of fun. Um, I heard he uh, managed to spout a bunch of Spanish that no one could understand. <laughs> Dude, he spouted. <laughs> it was a Casdaglis cigar. And the way he said it, I like I, I went back through the video so I could add in the text, like, yeah. the, the caption stuff at the bottom. And I go, what did he say? And then I go to Costagli's site to look at the different cigars, and I'm like, well, none of these match what he said. <laughs> so then I had to text him and go, hey, like, what the fuck did you say in this cigar? And it was the Costagli Villa Costagli. But the way you said it was so goddamn Spanish. <laughs> he was so thick. I was like, so other people are like, what the fuck did it, what was he saying? And can you generate a list? <laughs> so <laughs> a written so list. we know what it is. And I always forget that he has although he speaks super good English, has that Spanish flair Yeah, that if you don't speak Spanish and he fucking hits those certain letters real hard, yeah, I don't know what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few times where I'm like, yeah, that cigar's great. I know exactly what you're talking about. If, I couldn't understand what he was saying. If, this was, if, if it was recorded in front of a live studio audience based on our demographic, there would have been one Spanish person that went up instead of went... See, see, yeah, and everybody else would be like, "What?" And then we'd have to put up like an applause prompt because yeah. no one understands the fuck was being said. Uh, but yeah, it was a really fun episode. Um, so I'm glad I got a chance to do it and uh, do it with him since you weren't uh, available, since you were essentially dying. I'm convinced that I have broken a Guinness World Record of the most consecutive sicknesses in a row. It's very possible. And uh, dare I say it again, you said it a month ago. Mm. Dude, I'm never sick. And I was like, you're sick all the time. And you're like, oh, I'm never sick. 
and then boom, four weeks in a row, you've been sick. You know what I think it is? I think it's trauma. I've I've encapsulated and compartmentalized my traumas, aka getting sick because I hate it. But it's life, and I've taken that and I've shoved it into a closet. Mm. underneath like where i hold my hockey gear yeah trauma closet and where i have way too many winter jackets that i won't get rid of like i've shoved it under there mm. you know so I, I think i've purposely tried to forget about it just in hopes that i can feel better about myself by saying i'm healthy i never get sick so it's interesting. It's like uh, both metaphorically and physically sweeping something under the rug, pretending yep. it's not there, but all that stuff is under the rug. It literally is. It exists. Yep. Yeah, that's interesting. Do where you, know, where do you, you find all the, the tile in old 1950s asbestos, yeah. it's all under there. And if you pull it up, you might die. Yeah, that's true. It just oh, clouds. <laughs> yep. Um, so do you think you're over it finally? Do, I mean, is there is it to be continued? Like what? What's the expectation now? I would like to say I still got a few more rounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, get it out of your system now, so we <laughs> rifle through twenty twenty two. I say my immune system's down right now. I've got a good chance of getting another couple rounds in. Jesus Christ! I think it's a couple parts you taking care of yourself, and then a couple parts like you need to take care of yourself because mm-hmm. you haven't been eating. I mean, your skin and bones. Like clearly, you're not. Your base. What are you saying? You're. I'm what? You're basically Christian Bale and the Machinist. Now, oh, yeah. so you definitely, <laughs> you definitely need to take when care he of yourself. That shit, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> you definitely need to take care of yourself. Probably eat better, more nutritious food. Probably with some vitamins. I can tell by your skin. You should probably supplement more. <laughs> you're seriously lacking vitamin d i can tell by your complexion yeah um maybe some vitamin c maybe even just a one a day just a men's one a day multivitamin is probably something i think you would benefit from greatly (sighs) i think honestly that you know it goes without saying you probably should lessen some stress in your life and you definitely need to get some sleep yeah i think those things combined would be a huge immune system boost for you yeah now i'm no doctor and i'm not a psychologist Mm. But I'm rifling off things that work for me. That's true. They do. I I want to die early. <laughs> no, I, you know. <laughs> My time has come. <coughs> you know, a lot of people say they don't get to live long enough. I say I've lived too long. <laughs> you know. Dude, speaking of, Bob Saget died. I know. What the fuck? Yeah. Now listen, here. this really, it kind of upsets me a little bit that, yeah, John Madden died not too long ago. And the coming, right, the whole thing he is the coming threes. He was 90, threes. wasn't he? He was 85. He was up there. Yeah. Betty White died 99. Everyone's like, oh my God, Betty White died. She was an American treasure. Don't disagree with you. 100% American treasure. But are we really upset over a lady who died at 99? Most of us will never make it anywhere close to that. Yeah. It should be celebrated. We should all be like, oh my God, I can't believe she lived in nine. Like people were like devastated that she died. I'm like, 
Motherfucker, she's 99. And Do you like, think this shit goes on forever? But no. She, she's never going to meet the president. It's like, listen, she's met every president she's met every since president. the 60s. Yeah, she's met every president. She was so popular, she already met all of them. Yeah. She's she's probably met at least 20 presidents, if yeah. not more. Probably yeah. more than that. So I don't... It's not sad. It, I think it's to be celebrated. The sad one was Bob Saget. If we're going to be sad, we need to be sad over Bob Saget. Still don't know... Still don't know why he died. You know, there was this whole thing where it's like, oh, well, he's on drugs. It always goes that. Like, that relapse. It's always like yeah. this weird because then the, the articles come out about his death because somebody reported it. When it's not already uncovered as far as the reason for death, people assume it's certain things. They already wrote out foul play. They already wrote out drugs. So many comedians in the comedian world said, like, that's just not who he was. Well, he wasn't that person. He wasn't, he's not a drug addict. He's not, he's like a very level headed guy was in love with doing comedy, particularly at this point in his life, I think the speculation is either stroke or heart attack is what it ended up coming down to. And then, of course, there's like a small subset of people like, what if it was COVID? We'll find out. I mean, eventually you're going to find out, but I don't think it's going to be related to drugs or anything like that. It's not going to be suicide. That was already been ruled out. But I think it's fucking sad because if you've ever listened to Bob Saget's comedy, Mm -hmm. it is hysterical. It's pretty good. I mean, you listen to... Like him on Full House, he had to play America's dad. America's Funnest Home Video, he had to be PC, right? If you listen to his comedy, he's ruthless. Yeah. Ruthless comedy. It is dark and is funny and it is absurd and obscene. It, his comedy is so fucking good and should be celebrated because it's absolutely hysterical. So that one to me, I think was pretty sad. I think that one was more devastating than the other two. John Madden's like 85, fat as fuck. Dude was literally just a fucking ginormous. It's like, how long were you going to go with that body? Not very long. Betty White, 99 years old. Come on. Your time's running out. Father time is, the clock is a ticking. Bob Saget, 65. That's a tough one. That's a tough one for Mm -hmm. me. It's a huge bummer. (sighs) Who do you think is going to go next? You know, I was going to ask you the same question. And I feel like it's going to be an upset one. You yeah, think it's so? It's going to be an upset. I think it's going to be someone young. I think it's going to be someone young too. I agree. Like Vin Diesel. Yeah. That yeah. gets killed on the set of Fast and the Furious 50. Yeah. yeah. Something weird like that. Yeah. Yeah. Besides sure. like, oh, I'm going to do my own stunts and like a car smashes them or something weird. Yeah. Did you hear about the beef between him and The Rock for Fast and Furious 10? Because they're trying to close it out with number 10. Oh. And Vin Diesel asked The Rock to come back. Like, apparently they had a conversation like months ago about the rock coming back to finish out, you know, as Hobbs and the rock said, no, he wasn't interested. Uh, cause him and Vin Diesel had this beef. So I guess Vin Diesel just like put him on blast on Instagram, wrote this whole caption as far as like, you need to be on, you need to be in this movie. It's not the same without you. Paul Walker, you know, we need to do it in his name. And you know, my kids call you Uncle Dwayne and the whole thing. And like, and then The Rock was just like, fuck off. Like, literally, was like, fuck off. <laughs> it's like, fuck you, I'm not doing it. Literally, was like, fuck you, I'm not doing it. So there's some kind of weird beef between the two. And uh, Vin Diesel is like, essentially trying to social media bait him into doing the movie. And the, dude, The Rock is worth so much damn money. <clears throat> His fucking tequila, which is good. I've got to give him credit. The tequila is good. I have some downstairs. It's delicious. Um, the Terramana tequila is like the biggest alcohol release ever in the world. Like it is the biggest now out of anything ever released. Just because it's the rock? Because it's the fucking rock. 
I think it's every alcohol, Does not it even get tequila. With rocks. It's good with rocks. Like ice chilled rocks. You'd think he would do something with that. He totally should. I don't know why he wouldn't do that. Like the rock finally he owns missed the branding. Rock owns his own brand of literally frozen water. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just the bull skull. Yeah. It's just bull skull yeah. ice. He, he figures out a way to sell billions of dollars worth of ice. <laughs> <laughs> that would be fucking hysterical. Only he could pull that off. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if one day that actually happens. But yeah, dude. And here's the thing. You know what's fucking weird? Because obviously I'm huge into bourbon. Love bourbon. I've been really enjoying tequila. Like sipping it. Like an Anejo, mm. which is... So I work with uh, I work with two girls who are very Spanish influenced. They, mm-hmm. they uh, live in Southern California. So they're real into tequila. They gave me this list of like sipping tequilas. Yeah. And like literally just like, try this one, try this one. I was like, this isn't like shooting tequilas. Like that's what we're used to in Ohio. I was like, ah, you want some tequila? And it's like, shoot it. Tequila, salt, yeah. and the whole. They're like, no, this is sipping tequila. This is like good tequila. And so they named off a few anejos I wrote down. Uh, I think What'd I'm going to go and get them. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you fucking anejo. <laughs> um, that wasn't racist. Don't put me on blast. Um, yeah. So, like, I really want to try them because they look delicious. Because the last time I had just like a sipping tequila it was very, very good. And I'm wondering how it is with cigars. Um, I feel like a dark tequila would be good with a cigar. I think it, yeah, probably a dark one. I think it would be really good with my pipe because pipe, like the different tobaccos of pipe would be really good. I could see that. Dude, I am enjoying, I may make a hard turn into pipes. Yeah. And just say bye to cigars. You're going to have to run with cigars. Yeah. I think I'm going to have to run with pipes. I think I like the long, big things in my mouth. Um, (laughs) You know, the thing is. Dude, pipe smoking has been so fun. I've had many people ask me to do it and I have yet to do it. I, so here's the thing. I made the mistake when I first got into pipes and buying a really cheap Briarwood pipe and yeah. it just didn't smoke well. And uh, so I finally splurged and, and my father-in-law convinced me of this and said, uh, he's like, oh, you should try getting a pipe again. And, and I was looking at the pipes he had and he's got a ton of pipes, like really nice ones. And I was like, oh, I really like that one. He goes, oh, this is a Peterson. He was like, these ones smoke amazing and they have like these different style lips on them. And, you know, the bull is like a, the perfect, you know, it's like, the bull is like the perfect size and here's how to pack. Like just telling mm-hmm. me and just acclimating to all these things. So I bought one uh, on New Year's Day, I think, because yeah. we went over to his house and smoked. And uh, it was New Year's Day or New Year's Eve. I think it was New Year's. It was New Year's Day. Uh, so I went with him to Wharf and just bought a pipe and got some tobacco and started smoking. Because my whole thing was, was like, I don't like tending to them. Yeah. Because it's like it's like cooking multiple things during dinner. It's like, ah, I get the fucking pasta over here. I got the meat searing over here. I got, you know, vegetables boiling in the background. And you're always having to tend to stuff to where you can't really enjoy it. That was like my Fear. my sense and feeling of like first smoking a mm. pipe. That's like what, that's what it was for me. Well, when you buy a good pipe, it's not the same experience. It's different. It's better. And the tobaccos, dude, I have like, I have like 14 different types of tobaccos now for pipe Damn. and i've been smoking it every day and i love it now here's the thing cigars are my first love i'm never gonna go up cigars i was joking about that i'm not making a hard turn i'm gonna do both you just, but dude it is but you're taking the wonders. on-ramp i'm taking the on-ramp i dude i may it could be a 50 it's been listen, it's been more than a 50 50 here in the past listen, like, i few feel weeks. like there's a lot going on right now like the rock vin diesel paul walker are you telling me that the moment we're having right now you, you, my Paul, I'm Vin, because I'm probably going to be the one that balds. So Paul Walker died. And the sixth one, 
No, he died in real life. <laughs> I know that. I'm talking about in the movies. Okay. In the movies, there's a moment. Oh, where they look at each other? Where they look at each other and then they veer off. And it's that Charlie Puth song. Then that Charlie Puth song. Yeah. Yeah, what how's it go? It's something my friend and When I see you again or something. Yeah. When I see you again. Yeah. Uh, and Paul Walker is actually his brother, and they like right, CG they, his face onto his brother. Yeah, they faked his face. Yeah, it's weird. But basically, right now, we're both cigar smokers heading down this highway, right? Yeah. Highway of pure enjoyment. I'm route, in a Skyline, you're route, in a Supra. Route 66 in it, right? Yeah. Both together riding side by side. And then there's this moment where we had a disagreement. And then this disagreement makes you go, you know what? I think I'm taking this exit. And then it's like, <laughs> and then you were just heading off i'm like what the fuck's happening <laughs> i'm a confused vin diesel right now yeah you're a confused cigar smoking vin diesel and i am a um see the light pipe smoking paul yeah. walker you just fucking veered off and yeah. your supra hit that fucking nitrous dude but here's it took off here's the thing there's something okay so I, I said, first love is always going to be cigars. Obviously, I love smoking cigars. You know what I think it is about the pipe? Cigars have become my life beyond enjoyment. Cigars mm. have become my life in terms of this podcast. There's sure. like a business aspect to it. Sure. So the hobbyist thing is no longer purely a hobby. It's this thing that I also do that is like a business thing. Mm. Yeah. Pipes are not that. Like I don't. I don't need that with pipes. Like I'm not doing anything with pipe. I'm not trying to build a following around pipes, and not trying to build an audience around pipe smoking. Yeah. It's that thing that I get to do that is only for me that I get to enjoy. That I don't care if anybody listens to or acknowledges or anything else. And I think that's what I like about it. Have you smoked someone else's pipe yet? <sighs> I was forced once when I was twelve. <laughs> yeah. We all yeah. have demons. We do. Um, I wanted to go through this real quick because I thought it was hilarious. So Cigar Aficionado has released its like top yeah. nine yeah. minus the number one. Did you look at them yet? I saw some of them, yeah. Okay, so tell me if this is not the most predictable list ever. At number 10, Arturo Fuente Rare Pink Vintage 1960 Series, which I actually heard was a good cigar. The happy ending. You know what you're doing with the name. Yeah. You know what you're doing with the name. It's like it makes you want to come. <sighs> <laughs> cigar so good it makes you want to i smoked this cigar and it made me want to come yeah so of course number 10 is a fuente right and then you have the rocky patel grand reserve reboost now this is an interesting one to me because i was talking with one of my employees huh. last week and she sent me a picture you've had she, that one right i've had that one yeah yeah, yeah. same um she sent me a picture she was in Tennessee for vacation. She was with her husband, her dog, the whole thing. And she goes, look, my husband and my father-in-law smoking cigars. And I said, hey, what's your husband smoking? She goes, he's smoking the Rocky Patel Grand Reserve Robusto. And I said, oh, that's not a bad RP. Mm-hmm. That's a good RP. It and, is. and I told her that. And it's hilarious that it made this list yeah. at number nine. Now, does it surprise you, though, minus it being an actual fairly decent cigar for Rocky Patel, that a Rocky Patel made the top ten? Absolutely not. I think it's very apparent that Rocky Patel will always make the list because they're such a huge advocate for the cigar industry. When it comes to politics, they will always be on the top 10 list every year from here on out. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and number eight, of course, you have to throw Kihibo in there. Kihibo Siglo 6. 
They weren't on the top 10 last year, though. Um, there probably was a Cahiba. There, there was somewhere. definitely a Cahiba on the top now, 25. Now, does this shock you at all? Hmm. There you go. The Aliva V, Milanio, this one, the Maduro Churchill, makes it in the number seven spot. The only one that was a Whoa, surprise to me six. comes in at number six, which is Illusione Cruzado, and it's in the Robusta Vitola. It surprised me, and this is a hell of a cigar, so I'm not like... It is a good one. It's a great cigar. I'm just surprised, because last year Illusione made it in the top 25, but they were in the bottom five. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, you have another Fuente, the Casa Cuba uh, Double Cuatro. Yeah. And then, of course, you have a Partagas, a Cuban Partagas that makes number four. Oh, you have an Ashton cigar make a number three, the San Cristobal. Oh, no way. You don't say. Yeah. And your number two is a Monte Cristo. Are you fucking kidding me? Wow. It doesn't make sense. I'm telling if this, I swear to God, year after year, everybody reads this fucking publication and they look at it and they go, look at these cigars. And I'm going, hey, you assholes. I smoked a lot of these. Yeah. There's way better shit out there. It's very apparent to me at this point that Amani Cristo in 1935 University of Nicaragua number two is clearly entered by the mafia. There's a lot of money flowing around here. You know what's interesting about this list? It's all about I'll- money. I will smoke these cigars yeah. to find out how not good they are. Oh, for sure. That's usually what I do. Yeah, it's all bullshit. Now, do you know what number, do you think you know what number one's going to be? Alex had his guess on number one, and I don't disagree with him. I want to hear his number one. Tell his me. number one was the Espinosa Laranja um, oh, Azuejo. Really? Yeah, he was thinking that was going to be number one. No. He loves that cigar, and he thinks Cigar Aficionado is going to pick it no as number way. one. Now, here's my thing. I was like, it's not worthy of number one, because mm-hmm. I don't think it's that good. Um, so, I'm curious to see what number one's going to be, and I always say... The bottom 10 are always the best, typically. Yeah, what do you think number one might be? Honestly, man, I don't fucking know. I don't know either. I really don't know. To be honest, this has been a weird, weird, a weird, weird. It's been a weird, weird. It's been a weird year for releases to me. Definitely been a weird, weird. And and based on this list so far, number one could be fucking anything. It could literally be fucking anything. Dude, I... Here, here's the thing. It's not going to be a Fuente. You have two Fuentes in there. Yeah. Uh, EP Korea didn't release anything this year. As a matter of fact, they're pulling back on some of their in, back on some of their production as they move forward. I don't, dude. It's tough telling. I really don't know. I don't know what number one could be this year. I need to go back and reflect through some of the releases, but I can almost tell you with certainty it's going to be a fairly large brand. Can you? Does Davidoff ever play in these? I don't know that they do, but if they did, they would make by it. God, they would have to they win. Would, they would make it, right? But here's the thing. You know what I think it is about Davidoff? I think Davidoff I think doesn't subscribe big. to this shit, and they just say, they just yeah. stick it to him. They go, dude, we already know yeah, our shit's the they bomb. They for sure don't. Like, why the fuck do we need you when we know our shit's we the bomb? We don't need to compete. We know we're number one. <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're like, we're already number one. Like, what the fuck do I need you for? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, um, so there you go. There's There's your two through ten. Um, and then obviously we'll have, uh, tomorrow will be released cigar of the year. So that'd be fun to talk about next week. So we'll know tomorrow. Uh, I'm sure I'll be hot and heavy on Instagram yelling about it tomorrow, depending on what it is. Uh, I I'm thinking in my head that some of the releases out there and I just, I can't, I can't think of something that I'm like, yeah, it could be this. I don't know. I'd have to go back and reflect on some of the things that have been released, but I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, uh, we're going to take a quick break. This today is round two of our cigar playoffs. This is the Sweet 16. We are moving through the tournament very quickly. 
Yeah. I'm very excited. I'm the, very excited. We knew. The top we caught, eight teams. We knew it was going to be close. Wait. Top 16. 16. It's the sweet 16. I already said it. Yep. <laughs> it's going to be, dude, I'm telling you right now, this shit's going to be great. It's getting to where it starts to tighten up and then people really get into it. I've already said earlier, some people were kind of yelling back and forth. They were messaging me. They're very into this shit, which is kind of strange. It makes me a little nervous. Um, but I'm very excited to uh, to go in through this uh, this second round, Sweet 16. Um, but we are going to take a quick break. We'll be back with you guys in just a second. Hang tight. Chris? Yeah. We're approaching the new year. We are. What kind of resolutions do you have for the new year? Smoke more. Hang in to smoke more. I'm going to. You know, with the new COVID variant that's out, mm. how are you going to manage to get to a shop? How are you going to sit down and relax and a B&M, pick out your favorite cigar in the humidor, browse around a little bit? When this COVID variant's out, you got to mask up now. Some businesses are closing down. What's the strategy? You know, I don't have the answer, but all I know is it brings on depression. <laughs> Chris, I think I have an answer for you. Oh, yeah? You want to smoke cigars, but you can't get to your B&M? Yeah. Why not, uh, why not subscribe to a monthly cigar pack? pack? Yeah. You know, I've thought of... That would be a smart idea. Listen, I can't even leave the house. I can't even leave my toilet. You know, I've been shitting myself for like three weeks now. I know. You had the pukies. Listen, I can't drive 15 minutes without shitting myself. Yeah. So how are you going to get something delivered to you? I'll tell you how you're going to do it. My cigar pack. That's true. It's one of the best monthly cigar clubs in the cigar industry period. Curated packs delivered straight to you. No need for you to drive to the local B&M. No reason for you to play diarrhea roulette on your way to the shop. Everything delivered to you. You can smoke everything in the pack in the comfort of your own home. How does that sound? Does that sound good to you? Now, I just have one question. It sounds great. All, all, all things considered, it sounds great. Now, if I can smoke this while still shitting, not only does it provide me the enjoyment of smoking a cigar inside of the comfort of my own home, but it also acts as a slight um, like air purifier chris i'm glad you said that because now my cigar pack has come out with a new brand of cigars called my cigar crap specifically <laughs> for something you can smoke on the crapper i love it great aromatics is going to dissipate any sort of sour smells that come out of your anus yes cover up that shitty smell <laughs> anyway my cigar pack some of the best cigars that you can get on the market, curated packs every single month. And by the way, they have one of the best direct cigar programs called Factory Direct. And these cigars are absolutely amazing. Curated packs that came in December were the Makerspace cigars, which by the way, are amazing. It's the Habana version. I've already smoked them. They are fantastic. So if you guys want something that's a little bit different, a little bit experimental, you can also subscribe to the Factory Direct stuff. And I know these packs are curated to a degree in which some of the best stuff that you can get on the market is all included. So I highly suggest ordering for my cigar pack. If you can't get to your B&Ms and you want to get something that changes up every single month, this is the way to go. And you can visit them at www.w. Do I actually throw an extra W in there? <laughs> www.mycigarpack.com. And if you enter code hot 10 at checkout promo code, yeah, it's $10 off your first pack. Yeah. How great is that? That's great. Hey, Corey. Yeah. I have to poop. Got a cigar. I got a My Cigar Crap for you. <laughs> Again, you can uh, find them at www.mycigarpack.com. Hot 10 at checkout. Promo code for $10 off your first pack. Get it, everyone.
All right, and we're back. Here we go. Sweet 16. We are in the sweet 16. Could there any could there be anything sweeter? Probably not. I think there's some things that are probably sweeter because I'm going to tell you right now, this got a little heated. Mm. This got a little heated. Now again, let me remind everybody, we're doing a bracket that consists of boutique brands and then we have a separate bracket that consists of the big brands. They will meet in the finals. The best of the boutique and the best of the big will meet in the finals, and then we'll do one final one final poll for voting for each one of those. But right now, we're in the Sweet 16, and Chris, I think we must begin. Mm. I think we must begin. In the first bracket of the second round, the Sweet 16 round, Crown Heads moved on, beating Fratello in the first round, and Illusione beat Warped in the first round. So Crown Heads and Illusione square off with each other in the second round. And I got to say, I thought this one was going to be closer. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was going to be closer. The Crown Head fans are just, they're, they're in it. Yeah. They're in it. I mean, I look at Crown Heads and the voting, and I just don't know who's going to slow them down before the finals. I don't know what it is, but I'm going to tell you right now, Crown Heads is the, so far the king of this competition. And let's, you know, and coming in against Illusione, tough battle. What was the outcome? Crown heads, seed number one, Illusione, seed number nine. Crown heads beat them out with 68% of the vote versus 32% of the vote. Crown heads wow. moves on to the semifinals. Wow, there's no doubt that... They're, they're going to go to the lead eight. There's no doubt Illusione in the first round was pulling out some magic tricks, but I feel like they couldn't quite pull the rabbit out of the hat on this one. In fact, they pulled out a big old turd. <laughs> now, I think there's some credit that needs to be given here to Illusione. Now, Illusione makes some of the best cigars I've ever had, mm. but I feel like Crown Heads, when you compare them, just has a better suite of product and just has... More in terms, I'd say everything that you consider as far as a brand is just elevated above that Illusione. I'm not surprised by the outcome. I am I am surprised about the percentages. I thought it'd be a little bit closer, but Crown Heads moves on to the Elite Eight. Next up, and we'll reflect back on it the first round, Room 101 beat out Black Label Trading Company and Tatuaje beat out AJ Fernandez. So Room 101 and Tatuaje meet up in the Sweet 16. Room 101, the number four seed, Tatuaje at the number five. Room 101 just could ah, not pull it off. Big disparity in this one, too. Big disparity in this one. Room 101 only getting 31% of the vote and Tatawahe getting 69 Chris, you said it earlier, and I do agree with you. Room 101 has one of the tightest followings I've seen in the cigar industry. But sure. it's, it's small, but it's mighty, it's and it's mighty. powerful. Tatawahe, I think, just has the big army, right? Mm -hmm. It's almost like if you, feel, if you feel like going to war, it's like you have... Like, uh, let's reflect back on to early war times. Yes. You have those small Viking armies, but they're just ruthless and mm -hmm. fucking tenacious. And you literally have to stab them in the chest 30 times. But can you beat the big British army? Just pure numbers and pure size almost yep. seems impossible. And, and and unfortunately for Room 101, ah. Tatawahe wins out in the Sweet 16. Listen, there can only be one winner in this tournament. And clearly, there wasn't enough room for Room 101. <laughs> <laughs> so what you will have in the Elite Eight in the first round is number one seed crown heads against number two seed Tatuaje. Now I must say, John Huber of Crown Heads and Pete Johnson Tatuaje are friends. Ooh. They're tattoo friends. Battle on the court. They're gonna be battling it out 
in this round Frenemies. to move on. To move on. Ah. Enemies now. Frenemies later. Yeah. But the next round is, I think, uh, I feel in, in anticipation, and I want to get your opinion on this. Do you think it's going to be a close bout between Crown Heads and Tatuai? I think it's going to be a lot closer than Crown Heads versus Fratello, Crown Heads versus Illusione. I think it's going to tighten up a lot, Crown Heads and Tatuai. If I know this audience, I know who's going to win, but I'm not going to give it away. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, all right. In the next bracket, and let's reflect back on and recap the first week we had Dunbarton tra- Tobacco and Trust go up against Espinoza. Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, or sorry, then we had Rodriguez at mm. a number seven seed, which uh, we were hoping would pull off an upset or pull off into the next round, faced number 10 seed Foundation Cigars, end up being Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust and Foundation Cigars meeting each other in the Sweet 16. This was also shocking to me. 32% of the vote to number two seed Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust and 68% of the Holy vote to shit. number 10 upset number or sorry 10 seed upset foundation cigar go cigar foundation cigar co beat them 8 or 68% to 32 dude huge despair i i thought that one would be way closer i thought for sure that one was going to be closer to 50-50 it was not we had over 300 votes in each one of these categories and that was 68 to 32 i think at the end of the day here this is a close match but who can you trust to move on not done button tobacco and trust. This yep. one goes on to foundation. Really pulling it out with that tabernacle. Yeah. Yeah. They've created, and I'll put it this way, they've created a solid foundation around their business, which is probably why they're moving on to the next round. David and Goliath. Sweet story. David moves on. <laughs> um uh, reflecting back onto the next bracket of a boutique, we had in the first round Placencia, number three seed against Caldwell, number 14. Placencia beating them out, moving on to the Sweet 16. We had Romacraft at the number six seed against Agonors at the number 11. Romacraft moved on in that round. So in this Sweet 16 round, we had Placencia, number three seed, taking on Romacraft, the number six seed. And I'm telling you what, buddy, this what was battle. the battle for the fucking ages. So many people were invested in this. So many people were messaging me. So pissed off at the other side. It was the closest it could have possibly been. It was back and forth. It was to the point where I felt it necessary because I didn't do this at first. I didn't tag in the manufacturers. And I said, this one's too close. I'm going to repost this, tag in the manufacturers. And boy, did they put them on their stories. And then all of a sudden, the fucking mm. bots came in. And it was just one. I mean, it fluctuated. It was like... In this two hours, Placencia was winning. And then it's like, ah, oh, Sway to Romacraft. And Romacraft just, and it was like, and it was always in a point system. It was a four to six point variance. So the whole, and it just kept going back and forth until finally Placencia just pulled ahead in the last few hours of the voting. And Placencia won out 52% to Romacraft's 48%. By God, it was fucking close. Fucking close. And I know there's a lot of hurt heinies in this one. The outcome definitely, of this one. There's definitely some people on both sides of it. Um, that were very invested. Uh, so that will bring us into the Elite Eight round Foundation Cigar Company. Mm. Foundation Cigar Company. I mean, two upsets. Foundation Cigar Company, number 10 seed against Placencia, number three. We'll see what happens in the next round. They might um, have finally met their maker in this one. It's very possible. I think that's going to be, I think that's going to be a very, very, I think that one's going to be as close as Crown Heads and Tatawahe. I think both of those are going to be insanely close yeah. in the next polls. Yeah. Um, reflecting back on the recent week of big brands, because we are moving on to big brands. 
we had in the first week, we had LFD beating out <laughs> LFD number one beating out 16C Macanudo. Oh, that's a sad story. I love a good I Macanudo. Can't even, I can't even remember what the fucking percentage was. I think it was, 90, it was a lot. It was 91 to nine. <laughs> it was a lot. <laughs> so uh, LFD moved on and uh, in the same bracket, Epicurio at number eight, Nashton at number nine, Epicurio be out Ashton uh, to move on up against LFD. But EP Carrillo in this matchup in the Sweet 16 Yikes. was just no match for LFD. LFD getting 61% of the votes. EP Carrillo at C number 8 getting only 39% of the votes. I anticipated LFD was probably going to win this one statistically. I didn't think they were going to win by such a margin. I really thought because of the attention EP Carrillo um, garnered last year with the number 1 and the number 1 in previous years, just reflecting back the Encore Majestic and the La Historia, sure. which I love. And then, of course, you had, uh, what was the one from this past year mm, that they won? The Blue Label the one. The Pledge. pledge. I really thought that that was going to kind of bump EP Creo up in the numbers. That was going to be a much closer race, but LFD just too strong. Just too Look, strong beating them out. Listen, I know they're called the Flor Dominicana, but I think during this competition, they should be re- renamed to looking for domination. I agree. Because they're name. dominating so far. Um, next in the brackets, Davidoff at number four, taking on Perdomo number 13. Seat number 13 in the first round. Davidoff moves on to beat Perdomo. CAO in the same bracket, facing off against Rocky Patel, which is number five seed CAO. Rocky Patel, number 12 seed. We actually had Rocky Patel beat CAO. So Rocky Patel is an upset against CAO, and Davidoff beat Perdomo, no problem. So you have Davidoff, number four seed, that took on Rocky Patel, number 12 seed, in Mm. Sweet 16. Rocky Patel... Just couldn't do it. No. 85% of the vote to Davidoff, 15% of the vote to Rocky Patel. Now, this is one that I anticipated was going to happen because yeah. I'm a huge Davidoff fan, and I think their cigars are absolutely just superior across the board. All the Davidoffs that I smoked, every release that's come out, all the different creativity, all the kind of experimenting with these wild tobaccos, I just don't think Rocky Patel being a good brand and marketing machine that they are is not going to hold up when it comes to product. And uh, our audience proved that in the voting Listen, in this last round. It might work in other competitions, but in this competition, politics and money will not get you far, Rocky Patel. That is true. <laughs> yep. And we this is the result this of that. This is the telltale sign. Now, I think the matchup that we are all mm. anticipating between LFD number one seed and Davidoff number four is going to be a close one. This next know. round is going to be furious. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. You know, I think you and I should... Cast our votes and predict, yeah. and then put a wager on it. Like, like smooches. Mm, don't want smooches. You've been perpetually sick for a month. Mm, but I give good smooches. Yeah, well, <laughs> you give good herpes too, and I don't want that. <laughs> what I'm thinking is just a bottle of bourbon. Bottle of bourbon. Yeah, fifty dollar value. Fifty dollar value. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, okay, so then we had in the first round Padron taking on Cohiba, non-Cuban Cohiba, number two versus number 15 seed. Padron won out to move on to the next round. My father at the number seven seed against Oliva at number 10 seed. That was actually a pretty close race. My father beating out Olivia, Oliva, moving on to the Sweet 16. So then we had Padron, the number two seed. My father, the number seven seed, going head to head. Padron just did it again, man. Fuck. They are such a powerhouse brand with amazing product. They ended up beating out who I thought my father is one of the strongest in the industry. 
66% of the vote versus 34% of the vote for my father. Padron moves on. Listen, my father's just getting a little too old to play. You know what I'm saying? They're just getting a little bit old. They can't quite compete in such a high-powered, high-intensity competition such as this with a bunch of young millennials voting. Listen, my father just ain't as popular. <laughs> that is true. You know, I think Padron is just such a like, staple in the industry, too. Look what too. happened to Facebook. When all your parents start getting on there, everybody <laughs> they fucking go meta. <laughs> goes everywhere else. <laughs> Listen, Facebook realizes that they attract old people now and are going through a rebrand. <laughs> yeah, huge rebrand. They're like, fuck. <laughs> So listen, they're like, guys, our average, our median age is 64 now. We got to do something. Else. My father just ain't as cool as they used to be. You no, know? No, they're not. That's why Patron's now Patron actually is older. Patron's way older. <laughs> but, Patron's a lot older. But there's something about, but, but there's something about going from like your father to like great granddad, who's like the crazy person. You like him a lot more than your father. Yeah, your great granddad will uh, go into a bar and smack some young blonde in yeah, the ass. Yeah, your dad is a little bit no more reserved. Shame. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, in the next bracket, we had Arturo Fuente against Romeo Julieta, number three seed versus number fourteen seed. Arturo Fuente moves on no problem uh, into the Sweet Sixteen round, and we had Drew State number six seed versus Monte Cristo, which is non-Cuban at the eleven seed. Drew State no problem beating Monte Cristo out. So we had Arturo Fuente number three seed face off against Drew State at number six seed in the Sweet Sixteen. This was fairly close. Arturo Fuente won fifty-seven percent of the vote. Drew State forty-three percent of the vote, and really. You know, I think about how good the cigars are. They're just two totally different businesses. If you totally. think about some of the things Drew State has released, like even under the legal line, there's a lot of people who really love those cigars a lot. There's a reason why Drew Estate is as big as they are. Drew Estate has this very vast and expansive product portfolio. Arturo Fuente does to an extent, but Arturo Fuente really concentrates on the things that they do really well, and they maximize the things that they do very well. And I think from just brand recognition, time in the industry, and then just the supported product, Arturo Fuente beat out because of those things. And that's not to take anything away from Drew Estate. Drew Estate, obviously a powerhouse uh, cigar manufacturer, just couldn't take on but Arturo Fuente. But they thought they were going to win, and I don't think they realized they came into this particular competition tripping on acid because the time the actual competition was over, they think we won. Nah. Nope. You're done. Nope. You didn't won. You're done. <laughs> yeah. What you said. Arturo Fuente moves on. <laughs> Arturo Fuente moves on. So you're going to have Padron, number two seed, against Arturo Fuente, number three seed. We got two and three. They're matching up, baby. That's a good one. That's going to be a good one. And the Elite Eight. That's going to be... That's a powerhouse I one. still think I know who's going to come out on that pretty dominantly though I think it's going to be I think it's going to be closer than we think so in the boutique category here's what we have in the next rounds in our elite eight we have crown heads number one seed facing off against Tatuaje number five foundation cigar code number 10 seed a couple upsets they're moving on it's like the University of Dayton just powering yeah, through yeah for sure against Placencia number three we'll see what happens there that's going to be a close race LFD number one seed against Davidoff number four. I will say there's some. Be. I feel like there is some predictability I, with yes. the big brands. Yes. We've got one against four, and then we'll have number two seed versus number three seed Padron versus Arturo Fuente mm. in this round as well. I think these in the big brand category are going to be the closest. I think so too. I think those are going to be the closest. Now, Chris, let's go back into predictability here. Let's uh, rifle through the top so we can make a wager. Um, Crown Heads versus Tatawahe. Who are you thinking? Now, I don't want to give any bias here. 
because my fear is is if I make a vote and you're favored over me based on our following, they're just going to pick for whatever you pick. Here's the thing. I'll pick opposite of what you pick gladly. Oh, okay. I think Crown Heads is going to win. Okay. All right. I'll take Tatuaje. Okay. All right. So Foundation versus Placencia. This one's going to be much closer. Who are you taking here? I think... Uh, hmm. Placencia was up against Caldwell, which I think was Initially, a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer. Yep. I think that was a very predictable outcome. Placencia versus Romacraft was closer than I thought, personally. You thought uh, Placencia was going to yeah. handily beat Romacraft? I thought so. Hmm. Based on our followers. Okay. Um, that said, Foundation is a tried and true, and they went up against some biggies. S- you know, Espen, uh, Rodriguez, no-brainer, honestly, in a way, even though I love Rodriguez, and they deserve a lot right. more credit. But uh, against Dumbarton Tobacco against Trust, Dun- 68 versus 32%. That's insane yeah. to me. Yeah. It's foundation is on a on a huge uh they got momentum, let's say that. They've got momentum. Whereas Placencia is like a very stable, popular brand right now. Right. But Foundation's got a lot of momentum because they're constantly pumping out good stuff. Like the Vana Seed. Yeah. Um They do have some really dope releases. David and Goliath. And but Placencia is no fucking they're no slouch, right? They came out no. with the natural this past year and the Cosecha one forty nine. Now I thought the natural was not good. It was um, weird. But the Cosecha one forty nine I thought was one of the best cigars I had of the yeah. year. And they had the vintage. I rated it in my top five. And they had that really rare vintage that you had. I know, I still haven't I still haven't had that yet. It's okay. It's not like the European one or uh-huh. some weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um this one's tricky for me. This one's tricky. Uh, but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Placencia on this one. Okay. So I'll take foundation cigars on that one. Now, moving on to the big brands. What do you think? LFD versus oh LFD number one versus Davidoff seed number four. Now listen. This this is gonna be the closest. Actually, the two big brands will be the closest. If I had to if I had to base this one off off of our personal opinions on Davidoff, it's a polarizing love hate brand. Yeah. More sure. so than LFD. Sure. You know, I think people are indifferent about LFD more than they are Davidoff. Mm. Interesting. Okay. So the fact that LFD has moved on from EP Korea, which I think could have been closer, it wasn't. I expected it to be closer. Yeah. It wasn't, which means there's a lot of closet LFD smokers right now. <laughs> there definitely is. You know what I'm saying? Um, I this this one's tricky. Davidoff, yeah, beat Rocky Patel. Mm-hmm. Davidoff beating Perdomo, yeah, no problem. Davidoff truly hasn't come up against any big names. You're right. LFD is the biggest name they've come up with or come up against right now. LFD's gone against some number one hitters in cigar aficionado and even online, just in general. Yeah, agreed. LFD had. Whew, this is a close one. It's gonna be tough. This is the close one. Yeah, if you think about product portfolio too, both of them pretty expansive. I. You have that powerhouse in the Andalusian bow, but you also have the Lenox. You have the La Vocata. Yeah. You have some of these like you have the Airbender. You have some of these staples in the LFD line. But then in Davidoff, you have the same fucking thing. You have these staples. You have yeah. these fucking just absolutely adored but cigars. But the price point is such a turnoff for Davidoff, like non-Davidoffers. It is. For so sure. it's like. 
if you don't have the money, you're never going to smoke a Davidoff to appreciate and love it. So you're just going to be like, no, I don't like it. Right. LFD is more manageable in terms of that uh, lower price and value. I think I'm going to go with LFD. And I know, okay. uh, yeah, I think I'm going to go with LFD. I'm happily, I'm happy to go with Davidoff. Yeah. Okay. I would like, honestly, in the outcome of that, honestly, I'd be okay with either, either one. one of them. Winning. Yeah, same, same. And then we'll have uh, to finalize it and to follow up. Padron at number two, Arturo Fuente at number three. Padron. You think Padron's going? I just feel like Padron has just a, a much more reputable lineup of cigars than Arturo Fuente does. And Arturo Fuente, even though they are a staple of the this 90s cigar era of Generation X or wherever fuck they are. Yeah, who's that generation? I don't are those know. boomers? I guess the boomers. Uh, boomers were smoking cigars. Yeah. Boomers were smoking in the nineties. Out of the womb. Because oh. they're boomers. They're boomers now. Yeah. But in the early nineties when Fuentes were on fire. Yeah. They're they're those are boomers. It's the boomer generation. The people smoking Fuentes. Because millennials weren't around. Are yet, the children are, that grew up younger. with their fathers putting out the cigarettes on their skin. You know? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> so uh this one I I, I think is gonna go Padron. Um, but anybody who has had a good Fuente, who has voted for them thus far, I mean, Arturo Fuente was close to losing to Drew Estate. Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was closer than I thought. But Drew Estate again is a power. Monte Cristo, but Arturo and Fuente, Julieta. Here's the thing: Arturo Fuente versus Romeo and Julieta. They haven't had a tough battle yet. Yeah, Arturo Fuente has not had the toughest battle. I think Drew Estate was a tough battle. But fucking Padron went up against yeah. Cahiba, which if you're non-Cuban, if it's non-Cuban, no one gives a shit. Yeah, but yeah. But, but Padron versus my, my father, father. That's a big one. That's a big one. And yeah. they still came out on top. So I think Padron's going to take it against Arturo Fuente. All right, well, I'm forced to take Fuente. Shit. The other ones I was happy to take. I'm not as happy to take this one. <laughs> All right, we'll see what happens for the next episode, and we'll get down to the that final was a good four. One. That was a good outcome. This dude, week. it's gonna get any, even tighter. Think yeah. about, dude. Think about the vested interest people are gonna have in this night. I had Chris. I'm not kidding you. I had so many people messaging me, like, "What the fuck are these people thinking?" <laughs> they were so upset about it. I was like, "Listen, dude, it's a fucking vote." Like, I guess I could have published the list of the people who voted and then just let them. The one battle thing it out, that's but. hurting Romacraft is distribution. I think it's part distribution. I think it's part uh, lack of new releases. Yeah. yeah. There's always, there's some of the limited stuff, but really the Baca was the only last big release that they yeah. put out. And there's not much variation outside of that. Um, I do think there's a marketing aspect to it too. Ro what Romacraft does really well, like what, what they do, they do very, very, very yes, well. Do. And they stick to that and the formula works. Yes. But you do have some of these monster powerhouse brands in here that have great marketing representation, um, great brand presence throughout the United States. And I think sometimes it just gets tough, you know? Yeah. You start to look at and assess some of these organizations and you go, yeah, you know, Placencia is a fucking monster. Yeah. Because they do the marketing, they do the branding, yeah. they do the awareness and they drive it and they, you know what I mean? Like it's a big part of their organization. Fuck, how many so. of these brands... Are any of these brands have cigars made by Placencia? Uh, <laughs> I feel like there may be a couple. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, there <laughs> definitely are. Um, what about Foundation? I think, I think so. no, no Foundation do doesn't. Foundation is mostly uh, is AJ. AJ. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of who might use Placencia. 
No, I don't. Th- I don't think any of these brands. What do. about Warped? No, Warped well, is uh, Agonorsa. That's right, Agonorsa. Agonorsa oh. now. Uh, they're using. They just did a release in another place. What about Lugione? Who do they use? Agonorsa. Fuck the Orsa. Okay. Yep. Maybe not. Maybe nothing on this list uses Placencia currently. I don't think they do. Maybe Fortello. I should look into that. I don't want to. I don't want to say without knowing yeah, or understanding for sure. first, but. There you go. Next round, man, is going to be fucking nutty. It's going to be. It's going to be nutty. It's going to be good. A lot of people invested in this, which is really kind of crazy. And I just wanted to have fun with this whole bracket system. And <laughs> when we get into the second round, I was like, dude, the votes were insane. So many people. I was like, holy shit, why is there so many people? Usually, it's like I put out a poll. You'll get like, you get like a hundred to a hundred. It was double that, three hundred for like each one of these. I was like, holy shit. That's, it's, that's quite a turnout. It's good for fans to kind of pick at this point. No, I, I, I think, think that's it's cool. what's great about it. I think it's cool because it takes the onus off of us and it puts the <laughs> it puts the onus on them. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> Which to me is fantastic. Uh, no pressure for us. All the pressure on them. Um, all right, let's wrap this episode up. It's been a it's been a good one, and I'm hot and sweaty. Um, this will conclude episode two twenty six. We'll yeah. be back at you guys next week, hopefully, pending Chris's sickness, with episode 227, and it will be the final four. The final four. In our playoff four. bracket. Um, so we'll see you guys. Enjoy this episode. We'll be back at you next week. See everyone. Stay healthy. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Let me tell you how you can get a hold of us. You can get a hold of myself at the Hot Ticket Pod on Instagram. You can get a hold of Chris at hot ticket chris on instagram as well you can find this podcast it is available all over the place you can find it on apple music spotify google podcast stitcher and more and you can find the podcast available on video on youtube look up the hot ticket weekly on youtube and you can watch all the fun happen before your eyes thanks everybody for listening to this episode and as always please subscribe rate and review on itunes if you could and check out our show sponsor my cigar pack at www.mycigarpack.com again thanks for listening we'll be back at you next week